And remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. On this episode of The Commercial Break... I don't think any doctor diagnoses this. I think people self diagnose They do it by looking at the same website I'm looking yeah. at. Oh, yeah, I got a fear of the figure eight. <laughs> I got a fear of touch. Hey, hon, I just learned that I have bagagophobia, which is the, the fear of <laughs> my wife. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go to the shoe show. Yeah. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the temporary Tina co-host. Best to you, Tina. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, you look great. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I like that blue color on you. It looks good. It. And Appreciate the glasses. That's a whole. That's a whole thing you got going on there. Full like librarian. hot librarian. <laughs> Milf or something like that. You gotta, I don't you know. Gotta, you gotta say age appropriate. It's certainly age appropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I learned that recently, but we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, do you have a phobia? Do you have phobias? Do you have things um, that you fear? Deep water. Deep water? Deep water. Like ocean? Yep. Sea. You don't want to be there? No. So cruise not good for you? I've been on them. Uh, you know, if I can see land, I'm a lot happier. Okay, so when you're on a cruise, you okay to sleep at night? You feel like everything's okay? Yeah. Is if, it just like the thought I'm of being... If I'm with someone I trust. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like being in the, like on a dinghy in the open water kind yeah, of no thing? Yeah, no way. Or thinking about swimming in the ocean? I would have a ocean? panic attack and die before we even made it out far enough for me to not be able to touch. Yeah. You know, uh, up until recently, I hadn't done a lot of open water ocean swimming. But over the last five or six years, since we've been overseas a number of times yep. near the Mediterranean and Spain and, and other places, um, I found that, you know, we would go on a boat ride or whatever and the captain inevitably stops in some beautiful location. But it's open water. I mean, it's like you're out in really deep water. I don't know how deep, but it's very deep. Yeah. It's deeper than I can see the bottom. So they then still that, put you in a boat to take you to land deep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> right. They put you in a boat. They drive around and they stop at some cove. But yeah. the cove, in and of itself, is deep water. The waves are you know rolling and rocking. And I don't. I'm not. A, I don't love that sensation of swimming out in the open water. But I don't have a fear of it. Yeah. It would. I would rather be in the lake or a pool. But I'm okay. Like I'm not. You know, it doesn't like paralyze me. Would you be paralyzed by that kind of um, activity? I've done that, like the catamarans in the Bahamas and stuff like that. That's okay. If I can see land, I'm okay. It's when it's like so deep, the water's black, Ooh. you know, and yeah. you, there's no land in sight in every direction. Yes. Yeah. I feel very insecure. I think I'm with you on that. I don't mind cruises because the cruise ships are so big. Yeah. I know that there's always a chance something's going to happen. Yep. And you hear a lot, you hear all the horror stories. But the truth is, like the cruise ships these days, they're so big, I think it's unlikely they would just capsize really quickly and right. I would be falling to my death, right? But that, who is that fucking moron who took the people out to the Titanic on that little fucking tin can he had? Remember that guy? Yeah, no. I, I, don't, don't, I don't even remember the name. Um, I don't remember his name. Titan, the Titan submarine. That, to me, is nightmare Insanity. fuel. Absolutely. That is nightmare 100%. fuel. 100%. Why in the world? I'd rather go to space. I don't like the thought of going to space either, but I, I would either. rather go yeah. to space. I would rather go to space. Because I at least then I know that the death would be rather instant. It's not drowning. Yeah, it's not drowning. It's not drowning. It is running out of oxygen. <laughs> That's fine. But I'll fall it's asleep. It's not water yeah. in my lungs. 
Yeah, like no my sharks. brain would just go to sleep. No yeah. sharks, <laughs> no creaking noises, no giant hours of understanding that my death is probably really close. And yeah. some idiot now is trying to, I just paid $500,000 to it trying to convince me everything is okay. Yeah, you're clearly dead it's so not. fast. No, no opportunity to yeah. even be afraid of it in space. Yeah. Now you just implode, don't that's you? Or something along yeah, those lines? I, I don't think you actually implode. I think it's just like you, it just sucks all the oxygen out yeah. of you. <laughs> I think it's sleepy time, actually. <laughs> night, night. But one of those guys went down there, and they so that two days where they were looking for him, and they could be down there, and they're going to run. They had the timers on the news stations, like they're running out of oxygen soon. Yep. I couldn't, I couldn't catch my breath. Sometimes I was like, oh god, just the thought. I mean, I don't care how rich they are, just the thought that they would die like that. Yeah. So I'm watching this television show the other day, and some person on the television show can't even remember who says that uh, they had a fear of birds pecking their head open and eating their brains. Where did you even come up with this idea? I don't know. Yeah, like that's... Birds, the movie, uh, the old Hitchcock movie? I don't like the meat-eating birds. I love songbirds. Like I'm a songbird person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no owls, no eagles, no falcons. like that. One of my the, kids has like a towns. real fear of owls. Yeah. And I think they're so cute. They're she cute. does not agree. I don't want it coming near me. Yeah. yeah. We were like walking outside the other day to the car. <clears throat> She's like, Daddy... An owl. And I'm like, no, 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 babe. There's no owls around here. And she's like, owl, daddy, owl, please help. She was like trying to get in my arms. Oh. And I was like, oh, hunt. it's okay. It's okay. There's no owls. <laughs> yeah, I they're promise. not going to peck you to death. They're going to eat you. It's they're going right for your eyes. Just the idea yeah. that something with no teeth can eat meat freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of the grabbing, yeah, like the that back, tearing. The beak. <laughs> I get it. I get it. When I was um, probably in sixth grade. I was ran off with this girl in school and her mom was like the assistant principal or something. And we ran off to, to go kiss, you know, the like sixth graders, you know, stupid. Yeah. yeah. It was after school. We ran off and there was like a stream, like little woods and a stream down by the school. So we ran down to the stream dusk sun's going down, uh, probably winter months, I would imagine. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, an owl came swooping down and grabbed her hair Uh uh-uh. and I screamed like a little chicken. I mean, yeah, sure. I was like a little weasel running out of there. I mean, I grabbed her. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> ah! They're terrifying, I think. I mean, I watched one land. It landed on my neighbor's deck. And mm-hmm. when it hit the deck, it was so big, it like shook the rail. Oh. And I, w- I just went inside. I'm like, I'm not. No. I don't need to be this close to you. We have these family of red hawks that live behind the Love house. Them. Love watching They're them. so beautiful. They and they've got wingspans. They're like 10 feet long. Yeah, I mean, you can huge. feel them. It's intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm always hoping that blue will accidentally be <laughs> scooped up by one. <laughs> Blue She's doesn't know how to go She's outside. To, yeah. <laughs> I've been sending her up, hoping that that, that family of red hawks. But I've seen those red hawks take away squirrels. Yeah. Like baby squirrels, chipmunks, um, all kind of shit. Like they've just grabbed them out of the yard. So they, I love seeing them because the I hate the rodents. So I like seeing those birds. So it made me think, yeah, yeah, yeah that when they pick up those rodents and the <laughs> yes. rodents are like, <laughs> So one time I saw it and one of my kids was looking out the window with me and the kid goes, my kid goes, Oh my God. Oh my gosh, daddy, the squirrel. And I was like, cycle of life kid. That's right. Cycle of life. You just got to deal we got with too it. many of those anyway. <laughs> so then he goes, he goes, what are they, what is the bird going to do with him? And Ooh. I said, oh, I think they're just going to take it to the nest and play. They're like, gonna... I couldn't bring myself to <laughs> that's actually lunch. tell him. Yeah, that's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's dinner time. It's dinner time for the bird. So I thought I'd go through a list of some of these phobias, like the 50 most common phobias. I'm not going to go through all of them. We'll just pick and choose what we want. 
because I think there are a lot of people out there. I don't think I have an irrational fear. Like, I don't think I fear something irrationally. Heights is my yeah, biggest fear. Yeah, I think it, I call it a healthy respect for yeah, heights, yeah. a healthy a, respect for the sea, yeah. and tight places. I don't like cavern that's spelunking. No, The no, movie no, no, Descent, no, no, no. it took me three sittings just to get through it, because I can't watch people getting stuck in tight places. Yeah. Like, I physically react to that. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes, because I'm a glutton for punishment, I also, I'm, I'm not claustrophobic. But I would never go spelunking. I would never no. go the, the even crazier, the cave divers, the guys Nuts. and girls who go on exploring unexplored areas of this earth nope. that are not only deep, small, and dark, but then have water in them. If it's not on my Waze GPS, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not I'm with going. you. I'm with you. I don't need to be under the ground. I figure I'll be there no. soon, so I don't need to be under there no. prematurely. No, my, my, yeah, no. my uh, my boyfriend's grandson was watching a YouTuber who buried himself alive for seven days. No, 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 and no, I'm no, like, no, why? No. He was raising money to go put wells in Africa. So kudos to him. Great, but again, if I can't if I can't open the door or the window or. I, I'm not into it. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's that. I can't, I can't remember the name of the show, The Saint or something like that. Uh, the Sinner, I think it's uh, maybe it's called The Sinner. Do you remember The Sinner? I did. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, <laughs> where he buried himself alive. That like third season. Yeah. Um, where there was a kind of ritual where he buried himself alive. Yes. Yeah. No. No. no, 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 no so no, no, hard no, to watch. No, yeah. No, no. I've done a lot of weird rituals. You know. Yeah. I've but, done ayahuasca, ayahuasca, tantric <laughs> yoga ceremonies. <laughs> Man, moon cycles. Don't I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> Do not put me underground. No. But I've heard about this. I've been in an isolation tank and I would love to go do it again. And I'd love to go do it where I could actually record it. So with the commercial break, the isolation tanks are enough for me. Like that will drive you insane. Uh, you, yeah. I don't know if I can mentally handle it. You can, but it's, it's but you got to dig deep. Deep, deep meditative yeah. states. <laughs> deep meditative, deep. Lots of gummies. <laughs> We were talking to Reggie Watson. He was he was telling us about his experiences with ketamine, and uh, I kind of liken the isolation tank to a K hole. A K hole. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. It. I totally. Can there get is it. a yeah. certain moment when all of the panic and fear, your brain just doesn't take it. You literally disassociate, and it's like right there that the that the rubber meets the road. Right. Then you understand why people do this for spiritual experiences because sure. you're having one, but it's it's. Pure panic induced, and if you go into one of those floating ones, forget about it. Now you're just like you're, you can't even feel your body. It's a totally weird sensation, and I would love to do it and then record it. But then, am I going to be the weird guy who's bringing a bunch of recording equipment? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that guy? You understand this is an isolation. Yeah, you're. It's like these. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything like purely negative about this, but I will say it's kind of defeats the purpose. Talking about, Chrissy and I were talking about how I saw someone film for Instagram an ayahuasca ceremony mm -hmm. with like, you know, a bunch of people sitting in a circle drinking ayahuasca. And I was like, doesn't, why are you posting this on Instagram? Like, this should be something that is sacred. It's deeply personal, and yeah. deeply personal. And even though it was one person filming everybody else, if I was in that group, I'd be like, dude, don't put this on, don't fucking yeah. film this. I don't want this film. This is not going to be the prettiest time blur of my, my life. Blur my face, yeah. Yeah, blur my face. Blur me throwing up. Blur, blur yeah. me screaming about delete my mother my and how she abandoned me. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't mind, also delete the million deaths I'm about to experience. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. So let's explore some of the okay. irrational fears, the, uh, rational or irrational, that people may have. I don't even know how to say this. Arachibutrophobia. Arachibutrophobia. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. It's got so many uh, letters in it. <laughs> Fear of peanut butter. 
What? That is an irrational fear. That's irrational. Unless you are allergic. allergic to peanut butter. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're so... Maybe. They're, they know their, bo- their body's reacting with a fear, yeah. a fear state yes. to keep you away from uh, it. That I can understand. But that is not an irrational fear. That is a perfectly rational that's fear. That's medical, yeah. If something can... I, I have a if fear... If it can kill you, yeah. yeah I have you a should fear be afraid of it. Of people putting their, a gun to my head. That is that's, a rational that's, fear. That's right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, arithmophobia, which is the fear of numbers. How do you even get around life? When I don't know. Fear of numbers. And why would you be afraid of numbers? I have no idea. I love numbers. Uh, astrophobia, which is the, the fear of thunder and lightning. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess you could be scared of lightning. That's a thing that could kill you. It could, but it's so beautiful. Oh, I love a good rainy night. Me too. I love a good rainy. We had some great night. storms the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm a brontophiliac. A brontophiliac turned on by thunder and lightning. Oh, you are. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I might be a brontophiliac too. There's something about didn't they say like the negative ions when the low pressure system and the high pressure system, the negative ions that are created, whatever that that actually has a it has a physiological. Some people do, yeah. Yeah, something about it that kind of makes us feel happy. Ooh, or I love puts it, people, yeah. yeah. I love it too, man. The only thing I, the only complaint I have about Georgia storms, they don't last very long. They don't. They just breeze by in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then you're done with it. I want a good, like, sustained, yeah, thundery, 30, lightning game. Yeah. yeah. 30 minutes. I want it to be, like, three hours long. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, in yeah, Chicago, yeah. we used to have thunderstorms that would last for days. It felt like, but maybe I was just a kid and it just was going by much slower <laughs> back then. Yeah. Uh, Astrophobia, which is a fear of space. Space, yeah. I would say that I have a healthy respect for space. I don't think I need to be there. If you're not meant to live there, I don't think I need to be I up love there. it. I love watching Me the too. sky. The night sky is one of my favorites. Planetariums. I can't wait to live in Space City. <laughs> space City. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to live in Huntsville. Space City. That's right. It is. Uh, let's see. Autonophobia. At- uh, phobia, which is the fear of human-like figures so not actual humans but let's say you go to disney world and you see those animatronics yeah those are kind of creepy i wouldn't say i'm afraid of them but i don't like them but i don't like any yeah i don't i I get it yeah you're not like a i don't think i don't think of you as like a theme park no type of girl it's It's not not your thing thing. yeah like six flags cool (laughs) maybe maybe you like roller coasters? I used to, and then I had children, and I got afraid of dying on them. Oh, you did? Because I had a couple malfunction when I was a kid, at which point you think you're invincible and you don't care, but yeah, yeah. then I had children, and I, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I did the like- thrill-seeking kind of waned. Yeah. You know, Astrid used to really love roller coasters, and then we went to Europa Park, which is like a cheap knockoff of Disney, but done really, really well. I hear it's great. Yeah. It's, it was super fantastic. It's in the middle of nowhere, Germany. Middle of nowhere, Germany. And we went there, and we spent two days there. Freezing cold outside. It was like in uh, January. Freezing cold, but all the roller coasters were open. And everything was open. They were just, you know, hey, it's this Germany. We're, it's cold sometimes. We're going to keep it open. And it is a Disney World-like place. They have parks and uh, hotels that are attached, and yeah, it's a yeah. whole themed land. But then they have, like, you know, uh, what was it, like Ryan the Rat instead of Mickey Mouse? It's <laughs> yes, like everything. Yeah, it's literally copied. <laughs> I it's love just, it. But it's good. So <laughs> we go there, and Astrid and I had enjoyed roller coasters up until uh, this point in our relationship. And then one night we went on a roller coaster, and Astrid got off. And she did not feel well. She felt physically sick. And ever since then, it's hard for her to get on another roller coaster. Yeah. She's like, I just don't want to be sick. I've gotten so far as sitting in them and they're strapping me in and then I make the, everybody stop so they can let me off because I'm like going to have a panic attack. Oh, I yeah. rode the scream machine in high school and my seatbelt thing. Yeah. The, you know, that bar. Oh, the bar that comes down. Came up. 
And no. it was during a backwards run. Remember when they yes, used to do that? I do. They'd run it back. Yes, yes, I do. And yeah. mine came up. And I thought I was that was it. I was no going to die. I, so I've had things go So what wrong. did you do? Just pull it back down? And well, I just held and I started screaming and crying. You yeah. Know? Oh, my when God. When we came back through, they stopped it and got us all off and then shut it down. But yeah, I was terrified. Yeah, I would but I be got, too. But I was okay. Yeah. Then after I had kids, we got on the scream machine. Gavin's like four or five years old. I was like, you have to let us off. My poor kid starts crying because he wants to ride the of thing. Of course he does. And I had to wait for his dad to come back and get him and take him because he was riding with heaven. So, yeah. No. I can't do it. I just can't. You just like got this super panicky feeling yep. that you something bad was going to go ha- was going to yep. happen. And wow. I couldn't be on that thing. Not certainly with my son next to me. So, no. yeah, that's it. No more of that. I do have a little bit of a fear about my kids riding roller coasters for the first time. Yeah. Because it is nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking. I think because as a parent, I don't want to see my child um, suffer unnecessarily. Like, what if they really don't like it? We've taken them on small rides, and they liked it. But they were fearful at first, then they liked it by the end. But now I don't want to see them suffer unnecessarily. I think <laughs> I, I think I can pick out a couple of the kids who will be okay, and a couple of the kids who are probably not going to like the experience. But then I also have this, like, I guess I do have a little bit of an irrational fear that something's going to go wrong, and a kid's going to go flying out of the fucking Yeah, I don't want to lose my child, and I don't want my child to lose me, so no. <laughs> just don't do it together. <laughs> no. <laughs> Botanophobia, which is the fear of plants. Botanophobia. Yeah, the fear we of need plants. Those to live. Yeah, they're everywhere. How do you even function if you have a irrational? I mean, I say irrational. You need the oxygen they put out. Come on. Yeah, and I don't think that's a rational fear. Like most plants aren't going to harm you. Do do yourself a favor well, and do not Ivy put them in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Only only from the grocery that's store. What I told my kids. <laughs> I said, plants. These are, all these things are pretty to look at. Don't put them in your mouth because who fucking knows? <laughs> who knows? Right. Um, cacophobia, which is the fear of ugliness. Well, you're not Isn't allowed. That he- so subjective. You're not allowed here at the commercial break. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Probably not listening We're on to this radio. Show. <laughs> um, catarophobia, which is the fear of mirrors. Mirrors. Is that the fear of the mirror or the reflection? It doesn't say. Hmm. Well, let me let me click through here. Um. Oh, they're calling it spectrophobia. Why did the other one call it catarophobia? Okay, spectrophobia, a type of anxiety disorder classified as a specific phobia, is the fear of mirrors or the fear of what may be reflected in them. It may also be referred to as... Like Bloody Mary's going to show up in there yeah, with yeah, you yeah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like okay, that? Okay, that yeah. I get, yeah. But that's just kids being dumb. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's more of a fear of apparitions than the mirror itself, right? Cowlerphobia, which is fear of clowns. I fucking do not Hate. like clowns. Hate. Yes. I wouldn't say fear, but I do not like them. I don't want them coming near me. I don't hang out where they hang out. Yeah. It's a no for me. I just don't understand it. It's the makeup and the masking. Yeah. I'm just against it. But it's, yeah, I don't have a fear of them. I don't like them. And Not he, at all. My question is, what is the fucking point? What is the point of a clown? They say it's to entertain and to make laugh. I've never been entertained by a clown, except for Bozo the Clown. Okay, I did like Baskets. (laughs) Okay, Baskets was really funny, but that's a different story altogether. You are not a clown. Chronophobia, chronophobia, which is the fear of time. How do you survive if you have a fear of time? How do you even do that? How do you even identify that you have that fear? By looking at the clock, I suppose, but there's a fear of clocks also, which is chronomenophobia. These words are really hard to say. And why do they make chronomentrophobia? Chronomentrophobia is the fear of clocks. Now, 
I, I, do, do you have? Huh? Is something? Huh? Is, is there like? Is are you born like this? I'm wondering. Yeah, do you yeah. develop this? Do you over develop time? this over time? Over time? Or are you born with this? <laughs> do you develop this over the time you're afraid of? I'm yeah. just curious. <laughs> uh, let's see. Domatophobia, which is fear of houses. God bless you, child. Do you what live, do you in, live one? in a tent? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of people living in apartments or uh, decidophobia, which is exactly what it sounds Decision like. Decision fear. It's the fear of making decisions. Okay, we'll get back to this. And I have a fear of psychics. That's what I have a fear of. <laughs> so we're going to review some more Teresa Caputo. She got a brand new show out. I want to talk oh, to you no. about it. Yes, they just keep this Somebody train of fucking her. going. Why are we paying Teresa Caputo to lie to everybody on air? I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Obviously, I have a, a grievance with Teresa. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll get into it Sounds right good. after these words. What? Oh, hi. It's Christina again. Here to remind you to go to tcbpodcast.com for all things audio, video, and TCBDO. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And guess what? We have a new phone number. I know what you're thinking, but I promise this is the last TCB phone number you will ever have to remember. <laughs> so call us and leave us a voicemail or text us at 212-433-3TCB. Once more for the people in the back, that's 212-433-3TCB. Oh, and check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the commercial break. That's all for now. Let's listen to our sponsors and get back to the show. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here with Tina uh, talking about rational or irrational fears. Uh, here's a, I just want to do a couple of more because I think this is really interesting. Guineophobia, which is the fear of knees. Yeah. Knees. Okay. Now, sometimes I look at my knees and I am fearful, but it's not because I'm fearful of my actual knees. It's that my knees are showing my real age. Yes. Don't you hate that? Your hate elbows it. and your knees? So... Now I've started moisturizing the shit out of myself every night. Like yep. I'm just, and Astrid comes in one day and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I'm moisturizing. And she's like, hun, you don't have to moisturize every bit of your body with four different moisturizers, which is what I was doing. And I'm like, you don't? And she's like, no, just use one. There's one for your body and one for your face. That's it. And I'm like, there's one for your face? I didn't know that. I've been using the one on my knees for my face. How am I supposed to know this? No one taught me. Um, ooh, this has got to be a tough one. Hapophobia, the fear of touch. Ooh, that's, that's gotta terrible. Be terrible. I wonder who suffers with that. I mean, I like being touched. Uh, I don't like being overly it. touched. 
there's this thing. One of the Ven- the Venezuelans are very touchy feely yep. kind of people, and I guess I am too with people that I know, and I know it's okay to touch, like you know, put your hand on a knee or on a sure. back while you're talking to them or whatever. I love to give hugs and stuff like that to some people, not everybody. So don't come up to me in public. I don't want to hear that. I'm not looking to. Touch, I'm not looking to give you hugs said to you strangers. Hugs. <laughs> hey, brother. I mean, I guess if someone was like, "Hey, brother, love the commercial break," I'd be like, "Okay, like air hug, air hug." But if like you know. Uh, brother. <laughs> living the commercial break um but the venezuelans love to touch and we were on this trip one time around spain like the uh, astrid's uncle took it on this like um, amazing trip driving 10 days through spain staying at castles like old wow. castles have yeah. been turned into hotels by the government and this private company. And so it's just like this amazing trip that we went on, but we had to drive in two or three cars because it was like 12 of us. And one of the relatives that I got stuck with was sitting in the middle back seat. We're driving like a, I was driving like an SUV and they were sitting in the middle bench in the middle of the bench. And she kept on pulling my arm like, mira, 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 which is like, look, right. Look or see. And she kept on like grabbing my shoulder and eventually, I was just like hunched right over the. <laughs> He's trying hunched. to get away. Yeah, from I just wanted to get away. That's all I wanted to do. I just didn't want to be touched. You're crawling anymore. into the windshield. Yes, you know how like people touch you sometimes, and then you're like that that part of your body you starts to get. Yeah, you yeah. can get irritated. It's like you have a negative energy buildup, and you're like, ah, stop, grab it off. Octophobia, which is a fear of the figure eight. Octophobia. How do you even identify that? I this don't is, know. My mind is blown. My mind is blown too. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not saying that I mean this is irrational, clearly. The sure. figure eight is not going to hurt you in any meaningful way. Right. So but and, and I'm not diminishing the fact that people probably do have a fear. Some people, some small minority of human yeah. beings have a fear of the figure eight. But you're right about this. How do you even determine that the figure eight is bothersome to you? Yeah. Like you look at and then what and you doctor go, diagnoses it? <laughs> I don't think any doctor diagnoses this. I think people self diagnose They do it by looking at the same website I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a fear of the figure eight. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fear of touch. Hey, hon, I just learned that I have bagagophobia, which is the, the fear of fucking my wife. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go to the shoe I found show. Alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, papyrophobia, which is the fear of paper. That's a terrible fear to have. That is a terrible fear. Uh, Technophobia, the fear of any kind of technology. Um, Thesalosophobia. Thalosophobia. Thalosophobia is the fear of the ocean. Thalosophobia. We have that one. Yeah, we have that one. Okay. (laughs) Now there's a name for it. (laughs) Uh, Wiccophobia, which is the fear of witches or witchcraft. Okay, well, I mean... I Zuger- guess I could hurt you. Yeah, I guess I could. I could. Uh, Zugerphobia, which is the fear of vacuum cleaners, <laughs> which every dog in the world has, by yes. the way. Every Some dog and most cats. Yeah. yeah. So there's also uh, ghostophobia, right? There's people that have a fear of ghosts. I don't yep. know what the official term is, a spirit phobia or whatever. Fear of ghosts. I have the opposite. I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm afraid of the people who say they can talk to ghosts. Yes. And I'm afraid of them because I want to watch my pocketbook around. I have caputophobia. <laughs> That's what I have. It's fucking caputophobia. <laughs> this woman is a true whack job, in my opinion. And she's doing a con job on everybody out in the audience. And it just drives me 
up a wall. And here's why it drives me up a wall. And I've said this so many other times on the show, but I, I feel like I have to preface it because I know that we do have fans that listen to the show that also like Teresa Caputo. Here's the reason why I don't like Teresa. I'm pretty sure of all the vehicles on Earth, of all the human beings on Earth that the universe could use to channel ghosts, Teresa would be the last person that they would choose, number one. But number two, and a very close number two, is she's just doing a parlor trick. That's all she's doing is a parlor trick. And she's got the advantages of having technology on her side. And I'm sure somewhere in that large mane of hers, there is technology working for her and her parlor tricks. It's got to be. 100%. Got to be. There's got to be something in that hair that is like, you know, some kind of, I don't know, like pressure device that's pushing her head when answers are right or wrong. Or, or better yet, just an actual earpiece. Yep. Look at this earpiece. You couldn't even tell that I was wearing this unless you looked really closely. And it just would take a little bit of hair to hide that. And you could talk to anybody. You could have conversation with anybody that was outside of the room simply by just piping it into your ear. Listen, those fucking football players do it. They call those, you oh, know, yeah, they, they do. They're talk to the quarterbacks in those helmets all the time. Yep. And I don't, I, I don't see any earpieces now that we're in a helmet, but so is Teresa. Teresa's wearing, wearing a helmet, helmet also. <laughs> Air helmet. <Yes. laughs> So Teresa's got a new show. This a is new, outrageous to it's me. It's outrageous. It's a crime against humanity. I agree. Teresa's been moving from network to network. Um, I don't follow it that closely, but she's been moving from network to network over the last, say, decade and a half. I think she was on TLC. I think she was on Lifetime. I think she was here. I think she was there. All with some iteration of her parlor trick. So now she's got a show where they follow her around when she's not... Uh, when she's doing her tours, which I think is how she makes a majority of her money. Yes. I'm sure the TV deal is lucrative also, but I don't think it's that lucrative. Maybe they pay her $25,000 an episode, $30,000 an episode. It's the tour. It's the people who come to see her yeah. live where she actually makes her money because live events, if you can fill an arena, you're making some money. And I don't know if she can fill an arena because I think I mentioned to you. <laughs> it's like half full. It's like half full. <laughs> I saw... I had always said to, to Tina, we have to find a way to get into one of these events, but that will never happen. I might be good. Not no, anymore. probably yeah, not. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Probably not. <laughs> because clearly Teresa's team is going to do their homework, and they are not going to let someone troll Teresa in her live events. You have to put your name, your phone number, and your address when you sign up to go to one of these events or Ticketmaster or however they get that information. And I'm sure there is some kind of cross-checking oh, yeah. system going I'm on. I'm sure they do. Sure it. of it, right? And, and at the very least, a cross-checking system for the people who are going to be sitting close enough to talk to Teresa. So the other thing is, I know for a fact that they scan for electronic devices. Like, you know how you go, like we went and saw Pete Davidson, you had to put yeah, that, yeah. the thing in your yon, the yonder bag, yeah. lock it up. I'm sure they do that with her too. Yeah. But somebody out there, some brave soul, some hero that doesn't wear a cape, decided to tape a live Teresa Caputo event, unauthorized, obviously, from the nosebleed seat. So it's a little hard to hear. It's a little hard to make out some of the stuff she's saying because of the echo in the building. But that place was half full. It wasn't even, it wasn't even close that to full. That makes me feel better about the humans that I live in this world with. It also <laughs> makes me feel better, too. Because if you only fill half an arena, you're probably not making much money, right? right. I think you really have to fill the thing to make, like, you know, good, good money. Yeah. So, uh, but Teresa makes money doing tours. She tours all over the country. She does it, I think, for a majority of the year. And then she gives side 
uh, readings. Readings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like private readings. You can book a private. Oh, I'm sure it's like twenty five hundred dollars. How much sure. do you think a Teresa Caputo reading would be? I would. I would. Twenty five hundred, probably about for the hour. I would think, yeah, yeah. or for half an hour, hour. Yeah, it's probably got to be that. You're, she's a big TV star. She's all over the world. She's yeah. well known. Okay, so this show is an unscripted, unedited look at mm-hmm. my life on tour. Whatever. So now she just shows up to random places and then reads people. So I thought we should take a look at this video. We should. Because clearly there is a lot of horse shit and shenanigans going on <laughs> yes. here. And what better place to talk about horse shit and shenanigans than the horse shit and We're shenanigans We're built on show. horse shit and shenanigans. That's right. <laughs> and listen, I bullshit a lot, but at least I'm clear about yeah. it. I'm clear-headed about it. You know it, and I it's tell you. It's transparent. Yes, it's transparent. If you believe anything I say... <laughs> Check your head. <laughs> Talk to your therapist. All right. So without further ado, I was trolling on the internet. As you do. Oh, man, do I like to do this. And let's take a listen. Oh, my holy God. Look shit. at that mane of hair. Look wow. at that. She has gone to new heights on that hair. That is epic. How long do you think it takes her to do that hair? In the that shit is standing up six inches off the top of her head. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. That makes the 80s look like they should be ashamed of themselves. But you know, this is coming in. This is the flock of seagulls of feather. Do you know this is coming back? (laughs) (laughs) This is this is horrific. Flock of Teresa's. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, no, we need to go bigger, Teresa. We're gonna put the nodes here. Yeah, we're gonna put the nodes here and the earpieces here, and we've got a message board in the back of your head. She's gonna be the first one to get Neuralink from that fucking (laughs) musk. She's gonna be like, and I want that. I want them to be able to wire it right into my brain. How does she get her hair like this? Because not only is it eight inches tall off her head, it's, it's all like the all way the out way around, yeah, and down. This isn't. I don't know who is who this okayed a, this. Is this a wig? I mean, I clearly, I think it's attached to her. You head. can see it coming out of her head, but I, I don't trust any. I don't trust her anyway. No. I certainly don't trust her hair. No, there's got to be some magic going on there for it's sure. It's witchcraft. I, I want to know what it looks like from the back. Is it like all flat because they put everything out? Be. Yeah, the it, ghosts are like, make it bigger so we can see you. <laughs> make it bigger so we can smack <laughs> you on the back of the head. All right, here we go. Let's take a listen to Teresa's brand new show on whichever channel. When I'm touring and I have a day off. I always love to see what is unique to that town. Oh, I'm sure, Teresa. You're a man of the people. I mean, it's a lot of fun to visit hidden treasures with Kiana. Apparently, Hillbilly Hot Dog was like the place to go. Oh, good old Hillbilly Hot Dog. Are they going to tell us where they are? They're in Tennessee, I think. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I'm just assuming Hillbilly Hot Dog is in Tennessee. With that Dolly Parton here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, they're in Virginia. Sorry. <gasps> they are literally pulling up into a shack that's called Hillbilly Hot Dog. And by the way, they're probably fucking good hot dogs. They probably yeah. are. <gasps> wedding Hillbilly chapel. Wedding Chapel! A wedding chapel? Where? What the f***? <laughs> Can you imagine for the rest of your life telling your wife, I'm so glad we got married at the Hillbilly, Hillbilly. Hot Dog Wedding Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> Crowning achievement of my life. Let's go get some hot dogs. Don't let her in. Wow. This they pl- did just say the best weenies around. They just said the in best weenies around in a song. When you make up a song, it's probably you've probably earned it. Sometimes something as simple as trying to order food is very difficult because 
Spirit clearly has a very different agenda for me. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I can't take it. So this is how our original show started with the Long Island Medium. Yeah. She would just go get her nails done and, <clears throat> oh, God, there's a spirit. Oh, really? And, and then, then she'd, she'd go like, order a sandwich and, oh, God, did you just, le-? yeah, you know, the same. I, 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 uh, I can't stand I'm it. feeling a buzz on my nipples. <laughs> That yeah, means someone died her. in a she's car like accident. Rubbing her throat. I know she's rubbing her throat. Is she going to go through this whole routine where she she's choking now? Yeah. And that means somebody died because I can't breathe? All right, I'm going to do the all cheesy beefy all weenie. All cheesy beefy. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> weenie. It just rolls off the tongue. It does. Beefy weenie right off the tongue. <laughs> We're doing a whole comedy routine here, see? <laughs> Nothing having to do with the television cameras. Oh. <clears throat> All right, it is 2486. Would you like a water? Jeez, 2486 for a cheese weenie? <laughs> I know. It's very Maybe one big weenie. Cheese. She's drinking Diet Mountain Dew. Wait, wait, you're an adult, Teresa. Stop <laughs> it. If you're going to drink a Mountain Dew, drink a fucking Mountain Dew. You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. Just go for it. Is anybody out there ever drank Diet Mountain Dew? I do. You do? Yeah. You drink Diet I do. Mountain Dew. Yep. Sorry. Sorry to offend. <laughs> Never mind. I hey. take it back. Yeah. No, I'm okay. So I don't know if you know what I do. I... Yeah, I don't know if you know what I do or why all these TV cameras are all around us. It's not about the hot dogs. It's about me. It's about me. It's always about me. Because if I can deflect it to me, then I don't have to worry about you. But I'm able to communicate with people that have died. So when I start choking and coughing and I feel a restriction in the throat, it means that someone passed from something of the throat. <coughs> I got a bunch of jizz in the back of my throat. <coughs> do you understand that? My mom, actually. <laughs> with suspenders in the background. He's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Hey, you, you mind moving it along? I got a half hour for lunch. I need my she cheesy weenie. Cheesy weenie. Fire. Okay. She passed in the fire? Yeah, she did. I'm very skeptical. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm spiritual, but I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to mediums and things in that aspect. Obviously, you're not. Because a lady just walked in with a bunch of TV cameras. Yeah, they Facebooked all of you before before they walked in. How many producers talked to these people before they actually showed up? You don't just randomly show up at these places and start filming. So when a soul hits me in the back of the head, when they show me like how they pass and they make me feel how they pass, hitting me in the back of the head is the validation that she did not suffer to her death. I didn't see anybody get hit in the back of the head, Teresa. Your head never moved like that. And she started rubbing her throat and coughing the minute she walked in there. Yeah. So here's how it goes. For those of you that don't know, and you should know, because we're adults in 2024. Yeah, that's just allergies. (laughs) It's just just last night's dinner stuck in your throat. It's GERD. You have GERD. Take dessert deck. (laughs) That's where tech will clear up those ghosts. Zyrtec, not approved for ghosts. (laughs) Zyrtec for mild GERD and ghosts. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my God, I take ghost tech. Um, <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, and you should know because you're an adult in 2024, but when someone, when a TV film or a TV or film crew go to film something like this, they spend probably at least a half a day at this place making sure they have the right angles that the tv cameras know where to stand also it's the cutest girls on staff they've got their hair done they've got their makeup done i guarantee these girls don't serve hot dogs looking like that on a regular tuesday no probably not i mean maybe they do but probably not they knew exactly when she was coming in they probably had a production crew there since the early morning and Teresa rolls up at noon to get her lunch or whatever they have to sign releases so that they can use the material and while some of those releases admittedly can 
can be signed afterwards. 99% of the time they're, yeah. they're signed beforehand so that the TV crew can, or the editing crew can use whatever is made inside of that to their advantage. They don't do that afterwards because someone might go, oh, I didn't like what I said there. So can we take that part out? They start negotiating editing. So the second that you sign one of those contracts, how easy is it to just find out that information, pass it along to Teresa? You have their name, you have their yeah. address, their yeah, phone number, everything. their Facebook, their Instagram. You're doing yep. research. By the way, <laughs> even if you weren't a ghost, uh, whatever, talker, you this, these are things that producers of television shows would find out anyway. anyway. <laughs> wow. <coughs> Do you understand that? Yeah. My mom passed away very unexpectedly three years ago. She died in an apartment fire. Well, that is terrible. There's no doubt about that. That is terrible. But Teresa is not talking to her. Right. Your mom kind of looked at me and she goes, you know, I was a bit of a free spirit, Teresa. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) Does that make sense when your mom died? She kind of looked at me. What are you talking about? She kind of looked at me and she said, Uh uh uh-huh. Yeah. My mom was not strict. She was very late. Yeah, you're right about that. She looked at me. Teresa often says she doesn't see the spirits. They, right. they, they touch her. Yeah. Her, yeah. Uh, it just hit her in the head. If you can see her, I want to hit her. Where in the is head. she? Yeah. yeah. Why can't you give me details? What does she look like? Yeah, she's here. That kind of let me do whatever I wanted to do. She bought me my first beer when I was 15. She had the biggest heart. She was kind to everyone. She was a pretty incredible woman. <laughs> she bought me my first beer when I was 15. Your mom says, I never told you, um, but how proud I am of you. She says, you've always made me proud. She just said to me, she goes, my daughter is the best mom. She says, she's twice the mom that I ever was. That doesn't mean that your mom wasn't a good mom. What she's acknowledging is the mom that you have become. Oh, now you're interpreting what the ghosts are saying yeah. in some kind of psychological, therapeutic way. Gotcha. 10 4. Go you're home. now a ghost therapist. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, no offense to this young lady. Terrible None. thing happened to her mother. And uh, if someone died that was close to me, I would desperately want to have one more conversation with them. Desperately want to have one more conversation with them. But I don't think you're too skeptical about this because Teresa is giving you zero information that you probably couldn't figure out on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I'd be pissed off if she walked up to me and said me some too. shit like I that. I sure like, would. I'll talk to my mom on my own. Thank yeah, you. I, I don't need it. I, <laughs> I don't need, need your need, bullshit. I don't need your shit. Thank you. So she says, please know that I did not suffer to my death. That is the main reason why she needed to come through, but more importantly, how much she loves you and how proud she is of you. Saying things generically that any child would want to hear from their mother or father one more time. Living or not. Yep, 100%. I'm still (laughs) waiting for my dad to say it, but I don't actually think he's proud of the commercial break. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, don't thank me, thank them. Okay, I never, I didn't believe in this until this, and you you really nailed everything spot. You nailed in this two and a half minute conversation, exactly. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I Thank wish you, you all the best. Thank oh, you. God bless. I can't believe it. It's definitely real, because somebody off the street that's walking into Hibbley Hot Dogs shouldn't know all that. Well, oh, please, come on. Don't, 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 don't say don't what the producers. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> don't, don't say what the producers told you to say. That's a bunch of bullshit. Your weenies. Thank you. 
Thank you. We're, we're not even going to eat the weenies. <laughs> we're never interested this in them. This is just for the show. This is just for the show. All right, more Teresa Caputo. We'll be back. Well, thank the baby Jesus. Brian took a breath, and now I will use this opportunity to let you know that we've got a brand new phone number. That's right. It's 212-433-3TCB. And you can text us anytime you want. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail, and we might just use your message on the show. Once Brian gets through all the messages he missed last year, of course. Anyway, you can also find and DM us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And of course, all of our audio and video is easily found on TCBpodcast.com. Now I'm going to thank G one more time that we have sponsors. So thank G and here they are. I love how my producer uses our liners to make fun of me, to, to slowly <laughs> poke at our boss. <laughs> I allow it. I allow it because I'm a weak need of uh, probably agree with her kind of guy. All right. Back to Teresa. That was insane. Somebody passed from something in the neck or something. And I kept feeling something. With oh, now she's in the back of the restaurant doing another reading for another random human being who I guarantee is somehow related to this restaurant. Let's see. My brain. You know, my husband died. Alzheimer's. And he had a lot of heart. So this, so, so when I read the founders of this. He passed away on uh, July 29th, 2021. He had battled. All oh, he's the owner of the Hillbilly yeah. Hot Dog Place. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Knew it. Alzheimer's for probably about a year and a half. And he used to look at me and say, I'm not ever going to forget you. Did he complain about his neck? Or well, what? Because he keeps making me feel the, the neck, and I can't get rid of the neck pain. We had that checked so many times, <gasps> and there was nothing. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you post that on Facebook frequently? <laughs> well, yes, I did. How did you know that? Well, I have this little thing. I'm seeing I have when my neck hurts it means he's on Facebook. That they could find, but because you know he had heart issues and they were always checking his neck. But he did. I knew he it. Did. I knew it. My neck hurts now. Oh god, my neck. It was upstairs and I kept feeling the thing with my neck. Oh my God, how fake is this? They're doing like these cutaways where she's complaining about her neck frequently throughout the day. What a fucking crock of shit. I can't. I can't. I can't can't even swallow it sometimes. It's so unbelievably and poorly edited. It's just terrible. Wow. It was a side. Wow. And we had a check. Who's the young girl who's with her? Is that like her assistant? Her assistant. Oh, okay. Poor girl. Can you find anything that was wrong? So when a soul shows me a plaid. Or a flannel shirt. It means that's what they always wore. Or more importantly, they only wore a specific type of shirt. Well, he has a red plaid shirt. What is she talking about? Tina. He's standing there holing up a shirt. What are you talking about? Well, he's dressed in a shirt. He's standing there. Yeah. Reason number three why this is bullshit. Who gives this lady a TV show anyway? They give her a TV show because there's so many people out there. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not calling them gullible. I'm saying they desperately want to believe that someone, and and maybe it's true. I don't discount that people talk to dead people. I don't discount that at all. I have talked, I have friends 
I've had experiences in my own life that I think are unexplainable, strange, Mm -hmm. and connected to some universal energy that I can't explain. I won't even try to explain. But what I don't do is I don't make believe. I'm not playing make believe with other people's I'm not messing, dead yeah, people. people's yeah. emotions. Yeah, this is the worst part of this. It's yeah, it's terribly manipulative. And you know, Chrissy pointed this out so many Teresa Caputo episodes ago, and I and I keep on thinking about this. How do these people then not follow up with Teresa and immediately ask them and ask them questions? Why are they not doing it? Are they not allowed to? Do I would they ha- edit right. them out? Yeah. I would have questions. Ugh, it just drives me crazy. They probably make him sign it in the waiver that they won't ask, ask too questions. many detailed questions. That I have to hang by my front door because oh. that's what he always would walk out and put that on. And then you lay on his side and of I the bed. And I lay on his side of the bed. And you feel him. Yeah. You feel the bed move. I do. Ah. <gasps> It's a love story. It truly is. And I miss him like crazy. Do you know, I have to tell you that my son in there, Vance, he had a dream that Sonny came to him. Yeah, but this is what your husband also wanted me to say. The dream, it wasn't a dream. It was a visitation. Oh, 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 wait. After you told me, I figured something out. Yeah. You just reminded me. Yes. This is another thing that she does. She'll see a piece of clothing and she'll go, is there a bracelet? Was there a bracelet involved? And the bracelet says like, R.I.P. Dad. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, I knew it. I knew it. Where's your, is your son in the kitchen? Yeah, he's in the kitchen. I gotta see your son. I want the guys to sit down. We're gonna bring Vance in here. Oh, oh. saved by Vance. <laughs> so Vance, are, are you familiar with who I am? I am. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they're not familiar with who you are. He owns the restaurant. How did they get permission to film in the restaurant? From Vance. I delivered a few messages and then your dad came through. Really? And there was a point where he wanted me to say that the the dream, it wasn't a dream, it was a visitation. Really? It was your dad's soul coming to you, letting you know that he was okay. Wow. He's not okay, Teresa. He's dead. He's dead, How Teresa. can you look these poor people in their face because and say that? You lie. You lie. Because all she wants at the end of the day is the moolah. That's all she cares. She wants the moolah. Do you know who I am? Yeah, do you know who I am? Do you know what I do? No, Teresa, we don't. I (laughs) people. I'm a grifter. (laughs) I'm a grifter. Thank you for signing that waiver. Yes, you want to play my polo trick? (laughs) Yes. Thanks for signing all those legal documents that allowed us to to come in here today. I used those to my advantage and Googled you. We're making a gimmick out of you. Yes. That's awesome. Not suffering. Well, Sonny was more than a stepfather to me. He was a guiding light in a lot of ways. A cool guy that just basically took me under his wing. He just had a special way of just putting his charm on things. He says, and I want to thank you for the way that you have really stepped up. I actually think I believed Miss Cleo more than I believed Teresa Caputo. For sure. For sure. Like, Miss Cleo seemed more sincere and genuine than Teresa Caputo does. Yes. He says, because every morning you're like, Sonny, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. Is that correct? Yeah, no, it's not. Look at his face. No, he's like, yeah, he's no, not buying it. My dad's not, emba- my stepdad's not embarrassing me from the other side of no. the grave. So correct. So know that when you do that, know that his soul is right beside you. And he says, and I want you to know that I'm proud on how you've been stepping up and really kind of doing things outside of the box or outside of things that you typically do. 
That's that spot is on. so spot on. That's spot on because I posted you it on Facebook three days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish Sonny was here. By the way, Sonny sounds like a cool dude. Sonny, wherever he is, is probably Rest like, in peace, ah, Sonny. this fucking nitwit. How did she get involved? Spot on. Yeah. So know that he wants to thank you for that. Well, thank you. It's that is. Wow. Wow. Every day I walk into this place and go, I got a lot to do. Because there's a constant game. And he always said, it's one piece of duct tape away from falling in. But nobody can live up to saying. He was one of a million. I do what I do to help people. Right. No, you do what no, you do to make lots and them. lots of money. And then you torment them for the rest of their lives. You don't give them a business card or a cell phone number that they can call <laughs> to have frequent conversations with their loved ones who unfortunately passed away. It is mean, it is cruel, and it is bullshit. And, th- and that's it. But how spirit gets me to move and to do things is just so incredible. Well, you, you, you spoke to my wife earlier. She was like, oh, no way. I didn't know that until five days ago. And <laughs> my producers told me after they did the Facebook dig. Yeah. We didn't realize that until we were looking at all your social media. That's why I made sure she was working today. Yes. We didn't realize that until we pulled backgroundreport.com. That was your wife? <laughs> yeah, I guess Teresa didn't even know I was married to Shannon. Oh, wow. Oh, God. You guessed Teresa didn't know. Of course you know that she knew. Oh, just, this is absolutely Oh, my so. God. This oh, was really God. a family affair. Like, but the real question on. is, how was your food? What? Oh, let me tell you something. I might have to <laughs> go get another hot dog. I might have to go get another hot dog. I'm so interested in what's going on in this place. Uh, but unfortunately, I've got to get back to the Ritz-Carlton where I stay. <laughs> and that's nowhere close to here. <laughs> Unbelievable bullshit coming from Teresa Caputo's mouth again. 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 With longer hair. Someone hit her on the back of the head. Come on. Every time she says it, I'm just like, no, Teresa, anything but that. Anytime she claims that she's having multiple conversations with ghosts Uh, and and having a conversation in front of the with a person. Yeah, when mom looked at her and kind of said, yeah, kind of said, (laughs) kind of looked at me. Can you tell me what she actually said? Because it's kind of important, Teresa. You're talking to my dead mother. (laughs) Good God. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, we're. Here slaying Teresa Caputo again. I'm sorry if you're a fan. I'm not actually. I'm not sorry if no. you're a fan. I hope that you get the comfort and yeah, uh, if it serves you, it serves. Yeah, you. I hope you get the comfort and empathy that you're looking for because I do know how hard it is to lose somebody, and I still see Nico sometimes. I still smell Nico sometimes <laughs> in this house. <laughs> stinky ghost. Oh, poor Nico. Stinky, stinky Nico. If he was only here with us, he would not approve of Teresa Caputo. He would bite her ankles. That's right. And as always, as I've always said, and I always will say, I welcome Teresa on the show. I will be fair. I will be objective. Well, I'll be fair. (laughs) I don't know if I'll be objective, but I'll be fair. Come in here and tell me how you do this. I want the details. Give me any information about anyone close to me who's passed away that is meaningful, relevant, and detailed. And not on social media. And not on social media. And I promise you, you will turn me around. I'd give her a go. I'd give her a go. Listen, I'm open-minded. Me too. I'm open-minded about everything. I have my opinions like everybody else does, but I'm not stuck to them. And I've changed my mind a lot. A lot. I changed my mind. Okay. 
No fear of decisions here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. TCBpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about the show, all the audio, all the video right there from one location. TCBpodcast.com. Your free piggy fronting sticker with me as Teresa Caputo on the way to your house if you drop us a line at the contact us button. Add the commercial break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. Our new phone number, 212-433-3TCB. Okay, Tina, I guess that's all I can do for today. Okay, then. But I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. I'll say best to you. And best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Tina and I do say, we will say, and we must say, Goodbye. That is so stupid. Uh...